It is my great pleasure to formally introduce the new head coach of the Florida Gators, Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money, you know. We've got a goal here uh, to play a brand of football that creates a great sense of pride. It takes 11 people doing their job. We get to decide our future. Hey there, Gator fans. Welcome to our final edition of Bringing Back the Gators. Really appreciate you guys being with us all summer. Hey, Carline, Graham Marsh. Man, it's here. It is. It's, it's exciting. Here, baby. Yeah. I know. Very, uh, very cool. We've, uh, we've had a great time this summer. Um, we really appreciate our friends at Harrell & Harrell for sponsoring Building Back the Gators. Again, I've known Holt and Julie Harrell for years, going back to our days in high school. Um, and, and they directly handle cases. I mean, they're not, you see them on TV, uh, but they, they personally handle these personal injury cases. Um, you know, they work directly on, on cases. They work directly with clients. Um, so they're not just spokespeople, and, and they do such a great job. It's a Jacksonville firm. Hopefully you won't need them. Uh, but if you're ever injured, call Harrell and Harrell at 251-1111. This is their third year uh, sponsoring our little fun Gators football summer podcast, and, and we've certainly enjoyed. Really, this has been a fun summer because I think we've really gotten a good sense of Billy Napier's program and where it's headed, and uh, it's an incredibly exciting time. Yeah, and like ridiculously exciting. and We'll, we'll see long-term what Billy Napier brings, but something interesting from the last couple of coaches that Florida has had since Urban Meyer is they all flamed out, but they all started really strong, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, Will Muschamp, really good first year. Jim McElwain wins the East his first year. I know it was not a great SEC East, but won the SEC East, had an appearance in Atlanta. Dan Mullen, New Year's Six Bowl, victory his first year. So if that trend continues... At least in the beginning, you you feel pretty good about the first season of Billy Napier. I think you do too. I mean, they haven't lost an opener since 1989, um, and so obviously now again, I understand. You know, they also haven't played a lot of great teams, but they tr- they've usually been sharp in the opener. Um, to your point, um, and uh, you know, I I I expect that to continue. I think they're going to play Utah. I think they're going to beat Utah. I guess I'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, but uh, but I do think that they're going to play really well. I think the swamp is is really going to be at a different level. Um, I'm expecting an environment that is going to rival uh, some of the top ones that we've seen in that building going back 30 years. Uh, because I almost get a sense, Graham, that Florida fans, I think now they almost feel like it, the responsibility has now shifted to them a little bit right. for the first time. Right. It's like you wanted Billy Napier to – Come in and fix a broken culture, which it seems like he did pretty quickly. Uh, you wanted uh, Billy Napier to start winning big-time recruiting battles, which he's done. Uh, they're, they're doing a fantastic job in, in 2023, and 2024 is really could be special, uh, the early returns on that group. Um, now it kind of feels like, okay, from a fan standpoint – Okay, he's done what we wanted him to do to this point. Right. Now we have a chance to really affect this game and affect it in a way in which I think it'd be different if it was like an Alabama or an LSU coming in for a rare conference opener. 
Um, or even if it was like a Ohio State or Notre Dame, a, you know, a school like that that was used to Big Ten crazy environments, Utah isn't. I mean, they just aren't. Right, it, right. They just aren't. I talked to Devin Lloyd, the talented Jaguars linebacker in the locker room earlier this week, and asked him what was the, the best uh, road environment you ever played in. And he was, and the two ones that he mentioned were the Pac-12 championship game last year, which he basically said was a home game for Utah. Um, and then the second game he mentioned was the Rose Bowl, which is obviously, I mean, they lost the game to Ohio State. but So he brought up basically two neutral site games, right. which I get it, you know, but... I just don't think Utah has ever experienced something like this. I think Florida fans kind of sense it. It's almost like the bucket of chum has been thrown into the ocean a little bit to the Florida fans. Right. Of, you know, This is a program that the, the Gator fans can get under anyone's skin, but I think this program is particularly one that you might be able to get under their skin and affect how they play. In the last three years, two of those three – the Swamp gave someone who at some point was going to win a Heisman Trophy fits. Joe Burrow threw a game-losing pick six in 2018. I know he didn't win the Heisman until the next sure, year. Yeah. He was much better in 29. Right. But still, yeah, a guy that's now one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL struggled in that building. Bryce Young, the same season that he won a national championship, uh, the same season that he won a Heisman Trophy and played in a national championship and won an SEC championship, struggled a lot in the Swamp. And if you ask people that have no dog in the fight, people that don't care if Utah wins or Florida wins or whatever, what's one of the first things they say? It is that environment. That crowd has Utah played in something like that or they prepared for something like that. And that goes back to your point of the responsibility is shifting to Gator fan because Gator fan says, no, they haven't. Let's show it to them. Well, and the other thing, too, about the environment, and I get it. Utah's got a lot of talent, and I'm not trying to make this that, you know, it's 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 all about the crowd and the environment and the players on the field don't matter. Obviously, they, they matter, and Utah's a very talented team. It's why they're favored to win the game. Vegas knows the importance of the Swamp. Vegas looks at that and still says, okay, Utah's going to win by three instead of ten. Um, so I, I understand all that. The other thing I would say is it feels like the humidity and the heat has been downplayed this week. And and I understand that Utah has tried to condition themselves for it. Um, you know, we had Shane Matthews on uh, the Frangie show yesterday. And obviously, we had him on this podcast this week as well. And I don't remember if we got necessarily to the heat with him on building back the Gators, but we definitely got, got it w- into it with Shane yesterday on the Frangie show. And he brought up something interesting that um, in his 14 years in the NFL, humidity was never brought up one time. And I get that. It's different in Gainesville because they're right on top of you. It's hard to breathe. If you've ever yeah. been on the sideline of a Florida game when it's packed and it's I mean it's so it's not so much that it's hot. It's that it's hot and you feel like you're in like some sort of crazy thunderdome. I mean, so <laughs> I I just think it I, right. again, there there's a lot of matchups that that we could go through. Um if the game was in Atlanta or Orlando or Dallas, I would pick Utah. Um, I think Utah probably is better. They certainly have more accomplished players at the collegiate level. Right. But 
I think there's something about the building. I, I think Saturday, I can't wait to be there. I'm going to be in the press box, so uh, there won't be any uh, partying for me, unfortunately. But you're going, uh, right? You're going as a fan. Absolutely. I cannot say Give the same. Give us the plan. It. I cannot say the same about the no partying <laughs> aspect. Uh, Dylan Denmark, one of my one of my best friends who is uh, who produces a hacker show at night, uh, he and I are Saturday morning. We're getting up. We're heading down there as early as we can. I imagine we'll leave Jacksonville nine or 10 a.m. probably because oh, wow. the, the traffic's going to be yeah. a nightmare. Um, and we're heading down. We're meeting some of his buddies and some of my buddies, and we're we're having a big tailgate. We got a, a couple of spots that we're going to hit. And uh, we are, Dylan and I especially, we're, we're not the type to get to games late. We're not the type of, even in college, we were not the guys that were going to be at the tailgate until halftime. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely not. Like, I'm there, warm-ups, everything. Like I want, I want the entire experience with, mm. especially week one. Yeah, in a big time game. Are you kidding me? Like Billy Napier's debut. Like I want to see every second of it. And then when the game starts, I'm going to do what I always do, which is be an absolute nuisance to society. And <laughs> hopefully, not have a voice for two weeks. After. Yeah. I mean, after Auburn, right? After Auburn 2019, yeah. uh-huh. I couldn't talk yeah. for two weeks. I like it was like a legitimate issue communicating yeah, with people awesome. and i hope i hope i i hope the same issue happens yeah it was it was like that last year uh for the alabama game that you referenced um you know i remember i went to that game as a fan uh, a bunch of my old college buddies uh kind of got together and had a reunion for that weekend and uh we had a blast and yeah, we almost left. It was twenty one three, and I remember looking I and saying, "All right, next touchdown, we're going back to the house." Yep, we had yep. a pretty sweet house, but it um, got pretty rough. But then it, it they turned it around, and yeah, I mean, I I you had I had to be careful because it was like, okay, forty eight hours from now, I've got to be on air. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible environment. I think uh, I think Saturday night's really going to be special. I'm with you. I'm going to be uh, I'm certainly going to be in my seat by six, soaking it all in. How do they warm up? How does Richardson look? You know what? You know, can you can you see anything out of Pearsall? You know, who's out? You know, there's always you always have right. to worry about the unexpected. You know, not playing guy right. uh, through you know whatever. Off seems the like field it's or... it's usually more of a Jaguar issue than a Gator issue. Typically. Yeah, but it seems like the it's because of the nature of college football. It seems like you just sometimes it's like, oh, why is he not playing? And right. then it's like, oh, coach will address it after the game. It's like, well, that's great. Um, right. So hopefully there isn't. <laughs> You know, hopefully there isn't a lot. That's great of that. to know after playing a top yeah, ten opponent, right? Right. right. Um, so, uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, Anthony Richardson is is obviously the key to this whole thing. If Florida is going to surprise people, it's no secret he's going to have to have a, a huge season. What are you uh, anticipating out of uh, Anthony Richardson this year? So, speaking of speaking of Anthony Richardson, um, I know that we talked about last time it was you and I doing this. We talked about. Um, the Gators playing offense like the Ravens. That yeah. was part of what we discussed. Interestingly enough, Shane Matthews on Gators Roundtable that we had recently um, across all digital platforms on 1010XL, Shane in that said that Anthony needs to run like Lamar Jackson. There that's you go. that's without he he yeah. was not part of these kind. Con- well, he, well, he obviously heard building back the Gators. Oh, of course. Then, so that, that's yeah, true. Of right. course, of course. <laughs> um, but he said because he said, listen. And I completely agree with every word he said about this. He said, to not run Anthony 10 to 15 times a game is not using his skill set properly. He's too good of a runner to not run him. And I totally agree. He said, but he needs to stay healthy and running over guys, hurdling guys, all that kind of stuff is great. It's great highlights, and it makes the fans go crazy. 
but that's probably not sustainable to do all season. So Shane said, watch Lamar Jackson and how he runs. Lamar runs all the time, never gets hit. He's ridiculously elusive. I don't know if Anthony is quite and, that and when elusive. When he got hurt last year, it was because he got sacked. It, it, when he hurt the ankle. Right, it wasn't like right, he got hurt right. because he was Correct. scrambling. Correct. He got hurt when he was trying to throw Right, it. exactly. So, so Shane was basically saying, I think what he was getting at is, is listen, run. Run quite a bit. Get positive yards. Move the sticks. But when you're near the sideline, if you can step out of bounds or try to run a corner over and get three extra yards, go out of bounds. Or if you could, you know, try to hurl somebody and keep going or just go ahead and slide and get six yards, get six yards. So run quite a bit, but be smart about it. And I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I absolutely. And, and I think Anthony uh, will embrace that. I mean, again, it's, it's I, Anthony, I think, will understand, dude, there's nothing behind you. You want to have a good season? You're going to have to play every single significant snap. Yes. There, there is no Correct. one behind you that is going to be able to carry this thing. If, if something happens to you, 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 you would, I would show him clips of Lamar Jackson, you know, giving himself up, not taking uh, uh, unnecessary hits. I'd also show him clips of Peyton Manning when he used to just fold in the pocket <laughs> if he felt like he was in trouble. Tom Brady's done that recently. Yeah. Too, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like literally because they knew, they were like, look, I, I know how valuable I am. If 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 I know I'm yeah. going to get sacked, why would I try and fight out of it? Right. And may, well, just I'll just go down, and we'll live to see another day. And guess what? Right. On the next play, I'll complete an 18 yard pass, with, and we'll be fine. With Peyton, it was to the point that if there was like like a late offsides call or something, yeah, he'd throw the ball, throw in the the ball and, and back away yeah, five exactly. yards, so no one yeah. hits him. Right. So, right. I totally agree. Yeah, with that. I mean, I, I just think that that's the importance that that Anthony has. So, uh, you know, I get it. He's a competitor. I, we, Denny Thompson, uh, you know, joins us a lot on the station, and so he was with us uh, Tuesday. And one question that I had for him, who obviously works really closely with Anthony, is it's such a courageous position. Does he have? So this isn't a knock when I ask the question, but it's. Will he stand in and make the throw when he knows he's getting ready to get lit up? And Denny said, without question, the kid is absolutely fearless. So, uh, so I, I again, I understand he has to do that. That I get, but um, every quarterback. But has again, to do that. there there will be moments where he's in the pocket and he needs to just probably go on to the next play and not try to have the second guy come in and clean you out. Um, but but to your point, certainly scrambling, he needs to do a lot of it. I mean, I, I like the running backs. Uh, I like the offensive line. I like the scheme. Um, I don't love the weapons that Anthony's throwing to, um, but I mean everybody raves about Pearsall, so hopefully he'll. People seem to think that he's not going to get touched in the open field. I know. And uh, uh, we had Gator Bites this morning with with Denny and <clears throat> and Hacker, and Denny made the point that he, he Denny loves Pearsall. He's mm-hmm. one of them. Denny and made Shane the, loves him. Right. Yeah. And. Shane said he reminds him of Travis McGriff, right? Which is pretty high praise in Gatorland. Absolutely. So, uh, Denny made the point that he's confident enough in Pearsall and the running backs and the line and Anthony. The X factor in this game and obviously other games moving forward is can Justin Shorter and can Xavier Henderson give you chunk plays down the field? Because if you, if they can do that, then Pearsall is going to eat you alive in the middle of the field in open space to get to get eight yards here, 16 yards here, five yards here. 
And then if they're running the ball effectively between Anthony and the backs, now all you're going to need is that one. Do you have the horses to take the top off the defense? That's the big question of this offense. Yeah, and you know, again, they're going to have to score because defensively, I just don't know. I, the, you know, Billy Napier released a depth chart yesterday, and it really hit home for me uh, of just how how bad they are up front. I mean, it, it, and again, Brenton Cox, good player. I, I mean, the the real interior guys. Once you get beyond uh, Gervon Dexter, uh, the nose tackle. Just, I mean, you look at that list. At least for me, maybe these guys will. Did will you see the depth chart? Prove us wrong, Desmond Watson. Yeah. He's listed at four hundred and thirty nine pounds. Right. So chart. what? What he can give you ten snaps? It, not even ten is generous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it's and and I, so I mean, you look at what they have at it nose tackle, and you know, you just you just at Ventral Miller's back, and that's that's awesome. But you just have visions of the LSU game last year. Like teams that can run it are just going to go straight at them, and it is going to be awfully difficult uh, for Florida to to combat that. Now, again, I think Saturday with the crowd. Florida's defensive front has a nice advantage there because Utah is going to be like I think having some issues. You have with... to imagine they get a false start or two given to them. Absolutely, much. and and again, just they're not going to be able to anticipate a snap at all. I mean, they're going to literally have to be like snap it right, um, right. And if you're the defensive lineman, it's not you know okay. I think they're getting ready to snap the ball. Back. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, I mean, that should be a real advantage. That should help give them the split second. You know that that the offensive line should have um but but won't in this matchup but that's the concern I'm not as worried about like I get Utah has two good tight ends but to me I mean okay I I, I'm not overly worried about that I I think Florida is athletic I you know I I I'm not if if I have to worry about tight ends then okay I I I can live with that you know when when you start a football team you know, I, I don't think tight end is on the top five, you know, positions right. of I've got to have a tight end to win. Right, right, right. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I think from that standpoint, uh, I think Florida will play the tight ends better than maybe what some think. Uh, but I am concerned about Utah's ground game just to go right at Florida and ball them. And Denny said this morning, he said it's this simple. You stop Utah's run game, you win the game. Yeah, I would agree with that because I, I do think Florida is going to be able to score. You know, I think with Billy Napier's acumen – Anthony Richardson's talent, uh, the the offensive line, the running backs. Uh, you know, I think one of the running backs will will get hot. You know, in and uh, in, in, so that'll be a lot of fun to see. And I do think that between Pearsall and the guys you mentioned, um, maybe do they get something out of the tight end position? Does Nyquan Wright catch a you know a little screen and take it? You know, one of the best a, receiving backs in college football. I yeah, think. I mean, so you just go watch that drive against Bama last year. Yeah, absolutely. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, so I mean, you you see. You know, there should be some high completion percentage opportunities there for Richardson if he can hit him, and he looked good in the spring game doing it. Um, the other aspect of this game and, and what where I think it's going to go to Florida, I think they're going to make a really big-time play on special teams, whether it's a block punt, a big return. I think something, perhaps even a fake, I think there's going to be something that happens in that phase of the game that – Gives Florida an extra touchdown. Do we know who's going to return kicks and punts? I don't know that he has uh, said it. It was Xavier Henderson for yeah, the most part last year. I think year. so. It was on. They had he had a couple guys on the depth chart. Yeah. I think Jason Marshall was one of them. Okay. Um, but uh, but I think that is an and to me that would be that's an element where Florida has been lacking for so long. And again, you go back to the Urban Meyer uh, multiple national championship years. 
I mean, they were fantastic on special teams. I mean, it was they, it was it was weird if they didn't block a punt. Right, you just had between a feeling, Demps and Rainey. Yeah, that something was going to happen in the special teams game for. Him. I mean, Brandon James is the best returner oh. I've ever seen Florida have right here from St. Augustine High School. Um, that's something that I think is going to come back. Uh, this is something again where you know people talk about the army of coaches. That's where the, a game like this is where you could see that advantage because Florida has been able to see. Way more of Utah than Utah will have been able to see about Florida. That's and, true. And that's not even like a because Napier is new. I just mean Napier has so many more coaches that can go through everything Utah's done from a special team standpoint. Way more standpoint. eyes, way more brains. Yeah, and say, I just want you to study Utah's punt cover for two weeks. Just study it. And I mean, and, and there's going to be so much more information at Napier's disposal than Whittingham's. And that's not, I mean, Whittingham's a great coach, but if you've only got four or five analysts and the other guy has a hundred, that's a disadvantage. I mean, you're going to be susceptible to something that perhaps you wouldn't be if you were playing a a school that had a a similar amount of staff. Of course, the... The counter to that is: Are there too many cooks in the kitchen? Yeah, it could be, but I think it's something, I, I don't. I don't think that. I'm yeah. just saying, like I, playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I just think for something this specific, I think Florida is going to be able to find something. Again, it's a brand new team, but find something that maybe schematically Utah has just consistently done that could be exposed uh, in in punt protection, something, and uh, and that's where I think I think Florida makes a big time uh, play on special teams. We sort of not made fun of because we're Gator fans, but I think some ga- some you know uh, people that don't like the program you know saw when Billy Napier named his special teams coordinator and he called him the game changing coordinator. Yeah. You know there isn't right. a special teams coordinator. It is a little bit corny, it, and but... it is yeah absolutely until they block a punt and beat Utah with it, <laughs> and then I you're mean, like this guy's a genius. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I just think there's so much more of an emphasis there, and there never was that with Dan Mullen. Um, and again, I you know I'm not trying to beat up Dan Mullen, but it it is it's a, it's it's down the list of things. But Florida was good under Mullen without really ever doing anything on special teams. It was almost like they just didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. It was like, well, we have Evan Pearson, had... and as long as we are fielding right. our kicks and you know things like that, but they never blocked. When's the last time Florida blocked a punt? I don't know. Yeah, probably. I think mean, I think I can tell you, unless I'm missing a game. Was late in the Muschamp days when Against they almost Monroe. they almost lost to UL Monroe. That's the one I was thinking. I of. think that's the last yeah. time. I mean, because I don't think McElwain really emphasized it either. So they basically it has just not been a priority, and and it will be McElwain. They they had a few returns just because yeah. Callaway was so electric. Right, Antonio Callaway right. was just ridiculous. Correct. Yep. And, and then uh, Mullen, I think they only had one special teams touchdown. That I remember. Yeah, I don't even remember that. It was but... the against Kentucky at home okay. when they faked the punt. Oh, and okay. they got oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like right before halftime. Right, right, right. But that's, I mean, yeah. To your point, it's not like they were doing it right every other week. And that's the kind of thing that that I think that that we're. That's the kind of thing that I think we're going to get Saturday. That I think is really going to swing the game um, for the Gators. All right. So uh, first off, thank you so much uh, for all your help uh, throughout oh, yeah. this summer. It's been a blast. Really appreciate thank it. You. Uh, you've done a fantastic job. Um, What's your final call? What What do you think uh, would give us your prediction for Saturday and your prediction for the season? I've gone so back and forth on this game. Week one is just so hard in big games like this. I I do believe Florida's going to win, though. Um, 
I think they win a tight one. I, I've gone so back and forth on that, but I think they win a tight one. I'll say like it's got to be high scoring if Florida's going to win a tight one. I'd say like thirty-eight, thirty-five, yeah, something We're, like that. Maybe the, maybe you get a late field goal. Yeah, maybe you're you're up three and then you get a late turnover mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, that might completely change the game. And then as far as the season, that's just tough because their schedule's so hard. Yeah. I just, there's a lot of games I think they can win, but I don't think they're going to win all of those games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they can beat Kentucky, they can beat Tennessee, they can beat Texas A&M, but like, are they going to win all three? I don't, uh, they probably drop one or two. So I'll say seven wins. Seven wins. Seven All right, wins. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little under your score for Saturday. I think Florida wins a game that's probably a little bit more 31, uh, 30, something like that. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Uh, I'm gonna have them at nine wins. I think Florida's gonna have wow. a, a, a surprising year and and be better than people think. If they uh, have nine wins with yeah. this recruiting momentum, oh, I know the that would be facility, unbelievable. It really will be. I, I, well, I think this. I think he's the right guy. I mean, I yeah. I think they've got the right guy. So, um, so yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be more excited about where it's headed. You're going to be at the game on Saturday. I'm going to be at the game on Saturday. Absolutely. Holt Harrell's going to be at the game on Saturday. I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, again. Two five one 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 one. Our friends at Harrell and Harrell. Uh, again, they're big enough to take on anybody. They're big enough. They're going to get you the best experts. They're going to get you the best doctors. They're they are going to get you the best team to help win your case. Hopefully, you won't need them. But if you're ever injured, call Harrell and Harrell, my good friends. Two five one. One 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 one. We certainly appreciate Harold and Harold sponsoring Building Back the Gators. We made it. Yes, sir. That's going to do it. Absolutely. Really appreciate you guys uh, watching, listening. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Graham, how can they get you on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at 1010XLGram. All right. G-R-A-H-A-M. Nice. I'm at Hayes Carlion, so reach out to us if you'd like, and uh, we will look forward to being with you again next summer as we break down Florida's Cinderella National Championship story on our 2023 summer podcast. We'll open it with Heisman Trophy winner Anthony Richardson. There you go. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. For Graham Marsh, I'm Hayes Carline. Thanks so much for watching. Building Back the Gators. Hey!